We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in on Sports Open Line, Joe Pot with you here on Camo X. Back to more baseball talk. As the impasse continues, if you will, down in Florida at Roger Dean Stadium. And I'm pleased to be joined by Joe Sheehan, um, who I have followed for years and years on uh, Twitter, at Joe underscore Sheehan. And uh, Joe, I I love, I want to know how many times you have uh, tweeted that essentially this lockout could be lifted by the owners at any point. You sort of make that point daily. Yeah, I'm trying to now because I think that's something that a lot of fans aren't basically being told about. Um, I wrote about a week ago now, uh, kind of breaking down the numbers, might be two weeks. And when you actually look at the gap between these sides, it's just money. If you look at when baseball has lost games in the past, 1972, 1981, 1994, there's always been one critical issue at the center of it. Pension, free agency, the owner's desire for a payroll cap. There's been a massive issue that they couldn't get to, get to the middle of. This is really just about money. If the owners, and I'm not saying they have to do this, but if the owners were to accept the player's entire platform as it stands today, it would actually be a win for them. They'd be rolling back their overall outlay to about where it was in 2018, but it would be a lower percentage of revenues when you consider they'd be getting expanded playoffs in the deal, they'd be getting uniform patches in the deal. So it's very frustrating right now that we have this lockout that's entirely unnecessary. That's really over about three to five percent of industry revenues. Well, that is something that I was saying. I was talking to our producer, and I was just going through some of the numbers, whether it's the minimum salary or the competitive balance tax. And my point basically is that for you and I, that means nothing to us because it's just large numbers, and there has to be somewhere they can meet. In the middle, and that's that's where we're at right now. Is they have not neither of them, neither side has decided where they might meet in the middle. Now, the other point that you make that I like is that this is not something that we are not having baseball because of the impasse, because they could still be working through this while we had spring training, while we had baseball. This is a voluntary decision by the group of owners to not have baseball. Right. The precedent there is 1994. The collective bargaining agreement uh, expired on December 1st, 1993, and both sides continued to operate. That post, excuse me, that uh, hot stove league was played under the old rules. The 1994 season started under the old rules. There was nothing stopping them from doing that. Now, there is a clause in the current CBA whereby the competitive balance tax, balance tax sunsets at, at the end of the CBA. So right now, if the owners were to lift the lockout, there would be no CBT. However, it's a fairly small impact. There aren't that many big free agents left out there. You've got Correa, some other guys. Um, and, yes, it would mean that you could sign Correa to a one-year $75 million deal. Okay. You know, I mean, that's something that the owners seem to not want to allow to happen. But that's the only real sticking point. And they could go to the union and say, look, we'll lift the lockout if you agree to modify this clause. 
the owners have complete and total control of the situation. It's not a player's lockout. It's an owner's lockout. They could open the gates tomorrow, play under the old CBA, negotiate a new competitive balance tax to cover the one year or not. But there's no good reason right now for these camps to be closed. And yes, I, Joe, I have really been hitting that point over the last couple of weeks just because it's so unlike the other times in baseball history where we've had a situation like this. There's just not enough on the table to blow up the season. And it's not even a normal season, right? Two years ago, we had a 60-game season due to the pandemic. And even then, the owners were like, well, let's play as few games as possible. Um, if you have another season like this, if they have a 120-game season because of the lockout, I think you're going to do permanent damage to the game. And I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who says baseball is dying. But right now, baseball is smoking three packs a day. <laughs> I, I said that. Earlier, I said that, you know, I thought it would be disastrous if we get to that point again where we're where we're not playing games because of this. And um, I was disagreed with. But I, I and I, I, I said disastrous. Not maybe that was a little bit too strong. But I also believe that, you know, that's going to be in a bad situation. And my point then also was we don't have McGuire and Sosa to, to fall back on here to, to try to rebound from or with. Aftermath. You talk about Ripken in 95, Maguire Sosa in 98. I want you to think about, and I apologize, I don't know how old you are, um, the game as it was going into the strike. The 93 season was a great season. The 94 season was an epic season. You actually had guys chasing Maris's home run record. Uh, Griffey, Matt Williams, uh, I want to say Frank Thomas had a shot at it. That was an incredible season that got broken off. So you had a level of enthusiasm for baseball that no longer exists. It exists in some fraction. But the game on the field isn't great. I mean, we talk about this all the time, and they simply, they're not dealing with those issues at the moment. Um, and I think we can disagree on what needs to be done, but I don't think you can compare baseball in 1994 to baseball in 2022 and just assume everybody's going to come back. They're not. Yeah, Matt What Matt Williams had 50 home runs, right, when the when the season stopped, I think, something like that. It, it, I- 41 or 42 oh, so, in uh, okay. August, August 8th was it, but he, but he definitely, I mean, that was one of the big stars. Griffey had a shot at it. And like I said, I think there was one other player who was up around the high thirties. So this is one of the big developing stories of that season. You had Greg Maddox having an all time season. You had the new ballpark in, parks in Cleveland and Texas, bringing all kinds of people. That Cleveland team was fantastic. They would go to the world series in 1995. And of course the Expos, you know, the Expos were a great story that year. The 94 baseball season is one of the great tragedies in baseball history because we never got to see it completed. Nobody's going to feel that way about 2022. And like I say, I just, I think baseball is not, I say baseball. I think the owners are not recognizing that they're not in the same place they were 28 years ago. Yeah. And I feel like too, that, you know, just the fact that we, like you said, we've spent the 2020 season, it was 60 games. We had mm-hmm. no fans in the ballpark then. So we're trying mm-hmm. last year. Most teams didn't have, full capacity, you know, until we got midway through the season. So we're already talking about fans that are, you know, disgruntled or not disgruntled, mm-hmm. but they're disappointed already. And you're just going to pile this on top of them by, by missing regular season games. Right. Baseball needed to go into 2022 with some momentum. Hey, it's a full season. The parks are all open again. Yep. Come watch Otani. Trout's coming back. Acuna is coming back from his injury. Max Scherzer just signed a great contract. Can he, can he get the Mets back to the World Series? There are so many great player-centric storylines that they're throwing away. The other thing, Joe, we've blown up spring training now. It was obviously, I mean, I can't say it's baseball's fault for 2020. I mean, the pandemic hit in the middle of March, and you had to stop having spring training. Last year's spring training wasn't quite the same. You had 
Florida and Arizona were open, but people weren't traveling in the same way that they were. This year was supposed to be the comeback for spring training. You've already blown that. You've already blown spring training out of the water. If you reach a a deal tomorrow, and they're not going to reach a deal tomorrow, maybe my birthday, Saturday, for me, (laughs) Rob Manfred, just do it for me. Um, You know, if you reach a deal Saturday, yeah, you get like a three weeks weeks of exhibition games. People have already canceled their flights. Then a lot of people just aren't going to go. So you've blown up three, spring training three years in a row. You've gotten people out of the habit of going to spring training. There are losses here that don't affect the owners. I mean, there's 30 billionaires. Well, 28 billionaires and two corporations. You know, none of these guys are really going to be affected by this. But a ton of people are being affected by it. A ton of fans are missing experience. I don't want to get all mopey about it. I really don't. But this isn't just a battle between the owners and the players. There are a lot of people affected by this that are – really being screwed by the owners reaching out for that 3 to 5% of revenues, and it's just not worth it, man. That's a really good point, though. I, that one that I didn't really take into account, the spring training and the fact that, you know, there are families that spend that, you know, spend that spring break down at spring training, you know, whether it's in Florida or Arizona, wherever it is, and a chance to see the players up close a little bit, which they have not had a chance to do, as you mentioned, in the last couple of years, but kind of something that I didn't think about. My, my thought always was sort of, well, you know, the, the players will be fine. They'll be in shape and they'll be ready for a season. But I, I, I fail to think about that fact that there are families out there that kind of plan their, you know, their, their March around spring training, probably. Yeah. I hear from them all the time, whether it's on Twitter or through the newsletter. If you say, yeah, I was going to go to spring training, take my nine year old for the first time. That's not happening. And you know, maybe it happens next year when they're 10, or maybe they never get that love of baseball and they start playing you know, Among Us or something, or they get into some, some other sport and that never happens. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're getting me on a bad moment, Joe, I'm because sorry. I'm just very frustrated <laughs> right now. I'm just really exasperated with this because it doesn't need to happen. It absolutely doesn't need to happen. The owners could lift the lockout, continue to negotiate, and we see where we are. And people say, you know, well, the players will strike in August. Yeah, you know, maybe that's their option. But that's the same argument. There's not really enough on the table to warrant the players walking out. I'm pretty sure the players recognize that. So the owners have to own this lockout. The owners are taking baseball away from you. Joe Sheehan with us here on Sports Open Line on X. Do you foresee either side blinking, uh, for lack of a better term? Do you foresee there being um, enough concessions made to make some sort of um, I, I guess even just make some headway here as we approach what now they've laid out as this February 28th deadline. Uh, CBA is a 400-odd page document, and I know this because I read them, which I don't recommend anybody to do. Um, <laughs> but really, we're talking about four things right now. We're talking about the minimum salary. We're talking about the whatever they're going to do for pre-arbitration eligible players who are really good and aren't making a lot of money right now. We're talking about uh, I'm blanking on the third thing. And we're talking about the CBT. Mm-hmm. The CBT is going to be the big one because what the owners really want to do is turn it into a hard cap or as hard a cap as they can get. They're not, they're all, they're, the, they're offering to basically raise those thresholds in a manner that doesn't keep up with inflation, much less the increased revenues in major league baseball. You would have more and more teams essentially up, you know, having a $213.999 uh, million dollar payroll. Uh, and that's what's happened. They've, uh, they're also looking to increase the penalties for going over it to basically say, look, we want this to be effectively a cap. The players have come in and said, look, the thresholds haven't kept up with revenues. Teams are treating it like a cap, which it wasn't supposed to be when it was first negotiated. Uh-huh. So that's going to be the If they can reach agreement on all the other stuff, I think they can get there. But if the owners decide they want to turn the luxury tax threshold into a cap, 
that's going to be the thing that takes us into May and June. The players just are not going to allow that to happen at this at this point. What keeps that? What keeps that from being the case? From from separating that from or or making that an actual competitive balance tax as opposed to a salary tax? Is it is it a salary floor? Well, no, because. The owners proposed a salary floor well a while back, but they did it in a way that lowered the tax threshold that would have actually paid the players less money effectively. You know, the owners are making the argument, have always made the argument, that it actually is a competitive balance tax, which I grind my teeth every time I say that because it's really not. Baseball, and this is probably way too much for up against commercial break, baseball's got good competitive balance. If you compare it to the other leagues, use pretty much any metric you want. Baseball's got very good competitive balance. Um, so calling it a competitive balance tax is nonsense. It's designed to keep high revenue teams from paying a lot more for players designed to hinder the market for free agents and for good players. Um, I think the solution here, it it goes back to 93 and 94. The large market owners are willing to share their revenue with the small market owners in return. They get a payroll restraint that keeps them from having to spend so much on, you know, that keeps the payrolls in line, but that's a deal between the large market owners and the small market owners. And basically all both sides have gone to the players for 45 years now and said, please stop us from competing with each other. This is a 45 year fight. You go back to the start of free agency and the owners have always gone to the players and said, please let us not compete. That's the fight we're still having. My goodness. How good is Joe Sheehan? He knows, he knows the clock. He's got that radio clock in his head. Joe, I appreciate <laughs> you taking some time. I am sorry that I have uh, added to the foul mood tonight, um, but I, I, the, the info is invaluable. I appreciate it. It's Joe underscore Sheehan, and the baseball newsletter is at joesheehan.com. I really appreciate it, and I hope we can catch up again and actually talk some baseball as we get into the season. Sounds good, Joe. Take care, man. That's Joe Sheehan with us here tonight talking uh, bad news, of course, about the baseball lockout, which continues. And now there's a hard deadline of February 28th, according to owners that, uh, well, regular season games will be missed if they don't reach that deadline, which is Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.